Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Uh, tired after an early morning this morning, but otherwise good. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't do the early morning. I I woke up and just watched it later. Um, I wasn't going to. Later. I had today off, but like I was just like, you know what? Because, I mean, we can talk about this later, but one thing that this whole thing has made me realize, god damn it, I miss E3. Like, so yeah, bad. Yeah. This, this yeah. whole thing's just a mess. <laughs> But, There's um, been pros and cons to the whole thing. More, but... I would say more cons and pros, but... um, That's fair enough. Yeah. So I wanted to at least do the early rise for one of them, and I was like, oh, this is Ubisoft. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I might... Well, I, I think... Because, yeah, the next one's Xbox, and that's at 2 a.m. I'm like... See, that's fine. That. That's easy. I can do that. That's that's not bad. It's just like staying up for a couple extra hours. I can... Staying up later is easier than getting up earlier. Yeah. It's... It's one thing that I'm kind of, I, me personally, I'm kind of glad that there's no E3, like the E3 wasn't around this year because like, I, I, I need to sleep when I can. That's fair. <laughs> like me, that, that was, it was like usually across three days and I would wreck myself yep. for those three days and then that was it. Yeah. And like, I had no problems doing that in the past, but yeah, now I'm like, uh, if Griffin wakes up, like if, if I'm like planning on getting up to watch a 5am conference and I'm like. And Griffin wakes up at two and then at three, and I'm like, "Well, I don't know how well I'm going to get up for this in the morning. I'm going to going to like value like like weigh up the value of like having a like some sort of semblance of sleep over over being there on the ground floor." But but that's uh, all sort of future talk because of course we're back here with another episode uh, of this not E3 press conference no these directs. are not press conferences yeah these are this, a mess. <laughs> yeah 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 um one of them's a mess in a good way and i will i that is a hill i will die on but uh yeah so this week we're going to be talking about uh devolver digitals uh um devolver direct and uh, ubisoft's uh, uh event called uh, ubisoft forward um yeah so I guess overall we sort of knew, especially with Ubisoft. Unfortunately, we knew a lot of stuff going into it, but um, Devolver's was sort of a little bit up in the air. But when we saw it, it sort of made sense. I guess is a good sort of overview of both. It really is. Like that is a summary yeah. of how like went into Devolver. I was, I, I knew I was going to get absurdity. I was like, maybe we'll get some yeah. cool new indie games. Got like one. Yeah. Like, all right that's fine yeah. that's cool and we're into yourself basically knowing what we we're gonna see and then like in the week beforehand the the particulars about those particular things just all leaked out i was like oh wow now i know exactly and the one what thing that was see. the one thing that was kind of a given but wasn't official sort of you know announced i think was yeah. sort of leaked as well so i remember when, when like, he tweeted out like a few weeks ago he was in a video game and good old jeff grubb was just like imagine if it was far cry and then everyone was like, was that a scoop? And he's like, it's just a guess. And it was right. And it made, <laughs> as soon as he said it, I'm like, that makes so much sense. Like, with Ubisoft's track record, of course it was Far Cry. Jeffy Grub Grub Jeffy is Grub too Grub. good for his own business. Like, <laughs> he's too good. He has all the answers. He, he knows everything. Even when he's not trying to li- to, to have the scoop, he's got them. Unintentionally, yeah. C- coming in hot and fresh. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll go in order of, like, the that the, they were, you know, presented over the weekend, which... Starting off with Devolver Digital's Devolver Direct. Um, if you've listened to the show before, you will know 
that uh, I am an unabashedly massive fan of Devolver and most things that they do. Um, I love, I have loved these directs and like presentations since the first one. Um, the first one took a lot of people by surprise and were like, whoa, what the fuck? I'm not sure I like this, but I was like, yes, this is what I want. I'm actually wearing my Devolver Digital shirt right now as well. It's, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, I, I love them. I think they're great. Um, and I got to say, in terms of, maybe not in terms of games, but in terms of lore, I feel like this one might have been my favorite. Um, I mean, I think at was... this point for this one, with this, the world state we're in, knowing what they had, I think they just decided to go all in on the insanity. Absolutely, and, yeah. And the jokes and, it, and, and, yeah. It was cool, like, seeing them film it at the end as well and, and them going, like, no, we were we were being cautious about everything. We were all wearing masks when we weren't on camera and, you know, is that was really cool. And also just getting to see them sort of behind the scenes with an amazing track as well that you can get on Spotify, which is awesome. I've listened to a few times already since the, uh, since the press got the, uh, the direct aired. Um, but yeah. Okay. Just general impressions overall. Kyron. Uh, thought it was, I genuinely, I honestly genuinely was laughing for like the first, like third or two thirds, I would say there's a lot of, Mm -hmm. but by the last 10, 15 minutes, I was sort of like, all right, we can wrap this up now because I don't think you have anything else. And that's fine. Like, again, I mm. get it because of how things are, but the jokes are wearing thin now. I don't know. Like just, but the start honestly was so good. I loved it. Yeah. I must admit. Yeah. It did start feeling like it was running a bit long in the tooth. Um, like right before the end. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm just, I, yeah, there were so many great moments. There were moments I like, there were three moments in particular that I literally fist pumped and was like, that's awesome. Uh, two. Two two definitely. The, there might have been a third one. I can't, I'm trying to think if there was a third one that that flipped me out. But, um, yeah, the two those two moments were um, Shuhei Yoshida showing up via, via conference call um, and just running with the bit and, you know, further confirming that Sony are completely in on the, uh, the Nina Struthers lore after featuring her in their um their PS5 reveal event, which I still think is fucking great. It's so good. Like it made me laugh so much, and, and caught me so uh, caught me off guard so much. So good. Um, but yeah, no, I I love that, and also uh, Phil Spencer being interviewed by Carrion was just great. And I think you can re- you can see out of the two which one was I don't know. I don't want to judge Phil, but um, yeah. it was very much, he just, I was like, it's Phil Spencer. Like, I'm just watching Phil Spencer, right? But for, yeah. so for some reason, like, Shuhei, I was like, oh man, I'm in, I'm in on this. Because well, so the thing, Shu's always good at, like, going all in on bits oh, yeah, as sure. well. Like, all the stuff with kind of funny and, like, just anytime you see him pop up in something, maybe not, like, exactly like this, but very similar to, um, it, he's always, like... 110% in and like commits to the bit and it's, and it like, you know, it elevates it even more. And this one where he just, he was just there smiling the whole time and talking about the fact that the, the, the two presenters the that couldn't guys, make it. Yeah. yeah. The four guys that like, like they looked kind of delicious. Like, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. 
Um, if I, if and... only Benita Struthers to, went to say like that's hella dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, um, so but yeah, like I I love the whole the, the whole narrative that's coming, and it feels like this one sort of like paid off on all of that. Now I think they're gonna sort of like maybe wipe the slate clean and maybe start with a new. I kind of had a feeling as well. I think that this is a good chance for them to sort of pump the brakes because. Yeah, it was funny, but it, like we both said, like it was going on a bit towards the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like, yeah, it, it seemed like they paid off on all the other, like all the other plot lines that they were sort of like hinting at or building up to in the previous direct. I, I can't believe I'm talking about a fucking like video game publishers like like direct uh, stream video. Like it's a like part of a Marvel Cinematic Universe sort so, of thing. I was gonna say so on that on that note, my as well as the Shuhei, I didn't really care much for the Phil Spencer bit, but I did love that Jeff Keighley was the architect. Sorry, that was the third one that, was, that popped into my mind. Yes, uh, absolutely, so great. And just like the way they were able to capture perfectly what it's like being on a Zoom call. Yes, or like on a call yep. where she's just like trying to no. So I think you've you pulled the window down. No, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> Also, can I'll I'll do it. Can someone buy Phil a mic? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, seriously. Like, I'm not sure if it's part of god. his like. I'm just like you guys thing because like he ha- when yeah. he popped up in Ubisoft one, I'm like Phil, come on, man, come on, dude. Like, and was that was he sitting? This is the question because it was more noticeable in the Ubisoft one. Yeah, I'm like we'll obviously get to that as well. He's sitting in front of his desk now. Is that? him sitting in front of his desk in his actual office, or is it a green screen backdrop? Who knows anymore? I, I don't know, but I'll, like, like, with, it, was, it was only really... being what it is, like, who actually knows anymore? Yeah, well, it didn't look like a virtual, like, backdrop, because, like, there wasn't there wasn't any tearing <laughs> or anything like that going on. Um, I mean, it could but be... He, like, I mean, he might... Maybe he put all the money he could have put into a microphone into a proper green screen. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I found it weird that he was sitting in front of his desk, which means, and it didn't look like he was streaming from a laptop. It looked like it was from a PC setup, which means his PC setup in front of his desk. Which I don't know. I just, I, it was one thing I saw today, and I stopped. And for some reason, that like, maybe, like pumped the brakes on me a little bit. I was like, maybe we'll Whoa, hang get on. all our answers in the Xbox presentation next week. Maybe, maybe behind him there was like just like a wall of the like. It's just Xbox a picture of all the Series, the Series X launch games. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what it is. Yeah, he's got them on a shelf in the background, like framed or whatever. He's yeah. already playing him. Um, I'm bothered with that. He's already, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, yeah. All. he's just like us, except he's got a Series X. Um, but yeah, uh, I think yeah, in terms of like the the fun lore side of it i was really impressed with it i was super happy with it two jokes, they put I, two so jokes much... I really liked uh yes. disgrace middle manager as a as a job title <laughs> yeah and actually three three because of the extra joke there was in the credits there was someone who was credited as help i'm stuck in the credits <laughs> yes yeah and of course um, the, the guest the guest credits and it was suda 51 isn't even in this despite yes, previously appearing yep. once again trolling the world to be like hey He's a, he's a, I'm waving at the camera. This is no more Heroes 3 behind me. You're not, you're not going to hey, see it. At least we can see, at least we can see the game. He wasn't directly in front of it this time. It's true, um, but like, let me see the game, Suda. I know, right? It, that um, is probably my favorite bit across all of this, this thing so far. It's just Suda51 trolling everyone. Yep. Just great. 
And like seeing people who are genuinely upset by it, I like know. especially in the new game, new game plus one. Yeah. When people just like, oh yeah, great, I couldn't even see the gameplay. That's I'm like, the joke. That's the point, like, get the, do get, you know who get see- the gif of McBain and just be like, that's the joke. <laughs> like, it's the joke. It's like, it's like come do you on, not know who Suda Fifty One is. Like, he, this is him to a T. Like, this is what he does. He's been doing it for um, years. Exactly. Like, this is this is not new territory here. Um. I also liked, uh, I liked the whole idea of, um, Linda, which also, you know, fuck Linda. Glad she's dead. Thumbs, de- thumbs up for that. Um, but yeah, like Linda's whole speech about, um, the whole idea about like games, uh, people who like, uh, like gamers don't want actually actual games anymore. They just like the hype cycle. And I was like, that's so close to being true sometimes. And yeah, it's. It's a little bit, especially with things like in the last couple of years, like Red Dead 2, uh, Death Stranding, and, and even The Last of Us Part 2. Like, a lot of the people were just like, everyone was just like, this is why this And it came out and people were like, oh, I don't like this. This is shit. Oh, I was thinking it was going to be this game. It's like, well, that's because you've hyped yourself up. I suppose it goes back to like No Man's Sky as well. Like, this isn't, um, this isn't only video games, dude. Oh, well, that's, that's true. But like, I just, I like them calling that out. I was like, this is, this is, that, that's pretty neat. It's pretty fun of them to just poke poke fun at that. Um, but is there anything else about the general presentation that you wanted to bring up? No, not really. I think I've covered my feelings on it, honestly. Yep, me too. Um, I'm a big, again, big fan. Love Devolver. Will always love Devolver um, unless they do something incredibly terrible. <laughs> so, which, hey, in this day and age is quite possible. But we got, uh, I think, was it five games all up? One, two, three, four, five, six, if you include the one we'll talk about when we get to it. But um, yeah, so kick those things off with something that we knew we were going to be seeing because the developers have been tweeting out about it, uh, like teasing it, and everyone sort of went, well, it's published by Devolver. It's obviously going to show up at this event. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, Shadow Warrior 3 from Flying Wild Hog Studios. Um, I played a little bit of the first Shadow Warrior uh, I, I think I got it in like a humble bundle. And I actually, when I got my new PC, I booted it up just to sort of run through it and have a look at it. Um, Cause it was something I always wanted to play. It's fun. Um, it's really, really cool. This looks, I've seen a lot of people sort of comparing it to like doom and doom eternal. Um, even you could even pull in if you wanted to like a deep cut and go like a little bit bullet stormy um, with that grappling hook and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, using that to interact with the environment. I could see. So, <laughs> I can see the the Bulletstorm comparison for this and the Doom comparison for Serious Sam. Uh, yeah, okay. Yep, fair enough. Yep. Um, but yeah, this looks really neat. You know, Low Wang's back in full force with these, you know, cheesy one-liners and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, look, I will probably check this out eventually. Um, the, the Shadow Warrior 1 and 2 are actually on sale on Steam at the moment to sort of celebrate the announcement of Shadow Warrior 3. Um, I think they're like 15 bucks Australian at the moment, a piece. Um, I have exactly zero point of reference for the series. I've heard of me it too. in passing. Literally never yeah. played it, but uh, I will say that the game looked fun. I, I want to say that like it's based off of like a 3D Realms I think it is some franchise. sort of like, like, like Resurrection, those, yeah. Yeah, like one of those like Doom, like in the time of like um, Duke Nukem and stuff like that. Um, like Duke Nukem 3D or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, it looks cool. It's coming out in 2021, so a little bit of a wait for that, but 
Um, yeah, if you're excited for that, I'm sure you would have loved that trailer. I'm I'm not like keen for it. Or not not I'm not keen for it. I'm not like fr- chomping at the bit for it. But the trailer was still entertaining. It was, it was a fun trailer. Mm. It was a good way to kick it off as well. Like, um, coming up next, we got to have a, another look at Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Um, I actually don't know who the devs for this one is. I can't remember. I know I've seen it somewhere. But, uh, yeah, it is the sort of Battle Royale meets Wipeout or Takeshi's Castle. Um, if either of those make... Wipeout's probably the more widely known reference, but Wipeout is a... a sort of more family-friendly version of uh, Takeshi's Castle, which is a Japanese game show from, like, the 90s or something, 80s, where it was just putting people through, like, borderline torture to win a prize. Um, and the twist in Takeshi's Castle is they there was no prize. Like, they... And people knew that going in. It was like, there's no prize. You're just doing this to get on TV and prove your worth. Uh, just to update you, it was developed by Mediatonic. Mediatonic. Cool. Um, this one's been on my radar for quite a while. Because I'm not a huge fan of Battle Royale games, but this one seems silly enough and the barrier of entry seems a lot lower. I mean, it um, just seems a lot less stressful. Yeah, it seems it seems more chaotic, which is, you know, it means like, you know, anyone could have a chance worse. at winning. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, that's not the only time we're going to talk about, like, things being chaotic for better or worse, I think, in this episode. But, um... But yeah, it's coming out. That was Shuhei Yoshida was there to, to talk about that um, because it's coming out on Steam and PlayStation 4 on August 4th. Um, I think on Steam, I look, you can pre-purchase it now. Uh, and yeah, actually, if you pre-purchase it on Steam, you get it, uh, a, a special costume. It's a Gordon Freeman yeah. <laughs> um, HEV suit, which I'm like, yeah. that's pretty cool. That's a clever tie-in. Yeah, I was like, that's neat. I, I'm pretty happy with that one. Um, but yeah, it's like, I think about $28. Uh, to, to pre-purchase that one and uh, like 34 for the deluxe edition which i can't remember what it comes with but i'm highly considering checking this out when it comes out maybe on probably on playstation um because i feel like this would be a game where it's like ah, i've got a you know got an hour to kill like griffin's having a nap and he's only going to be down for about an hour i'll jump in and have a couple of matches of fall guys and and see how we go from there um and i, I it'd be cool too if you could set up private rooms so that's, that's the thing that i want to know if, if you can set up private rooms and i'm definitely much more inclined to a get it and b yeah work together with you to convince mm-hmm. a bunch of our friends to get it <laughs> yeah exactly you know we and can, i we say can... work together because it'll, it'll be a project it'll, it will it's I'm... gonna be it's gonna be a slog you know it might come down to us like physically going to their house and putting our credit card details yeah, on it's 28 bucks. i can i can spot someone a copy if they want <laughs> Look, yeah, I'd be happy to do that as well, especially if it means we could have a fun session with this. But since I, we can't I, go and see each other still, exactly. This seems this almost seems like the the, the Jackbox games of Battle Royale, where it's like anyone could jump in. It's pretty easy to understand what to do, and there is skill involved, but like it's not a super taxing skill. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And it's so bright and colorful. It is, like, it is ludicrously colorful. And I love these little, these little, these little goobers. I love them in their little weird costumes, running around, waddling around. Makes me happy. Uh, coming up next, we got to see uh, Carrion. We got to see the monster from Carrion again. I uh, made an appearance again, <laughs> complaining about uh, he didn't have a starring role in the direct. Um, yeah, just an interview. He's a, he's a little bit of a diva, 
but uh but yeah carrion's a uh side scrolling sort of platforming game i, I guess, guess where you play is as the, the beast and you just annihilate everyone yeah it's like a horror game where you play as the monster basically we like a, like a 2d horror game where, like slasher horror where you, you are the thing that people are scared of um and yeah it's coming out like in two weeks time it's finally got a release date uh it's come and it's coming out on pretty much everything pc xbox one switch and presently, uh, touch wood, this might be over. This might be gone. When I'm going to try to get this episode up as quickly as I can. Uh, there is a demo presently on Steam as well. Yes. I think that there was also a demo on the Steam Summer Festival a couple of weeks ago. But it is there was also one in the the Christmas one as well. Yeah. So I have like had the... several chances to play this game and missed it each time. So I really should I... download it this time and try it. It's good. Like I played. I played the demo. Um. The first time, like that, that first Steam festival yeah. they did, um, I, I that was one of the ones where I was like, I'm pretty keen on this game. I want to play it. Um, it's really good. I think it'd be, I, I, I think it's gonna be a lot better on a controller. So, um, Come on the Switch, baby. Exactly. I think it's gonna be a great Switch game. I uh, will probably pick this up, but it's also on yeah Xbox One and Game Pass. So if you have an Xbox and you're curious about it, you can just get that game when it comes out on July 23rd. So. That might be the way I actually check it out, honestly, depending on how enthralled I am with uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which is probably going to be a lot. You're going to be um, incredibly enthralled. Don't even lie yeah, to yourself. <laughs> yeah, flick that Kurosawa mode on and just kick back. Um, yeah, and what else have we got? We had some bits in we the got, middle. Had some fake oh, games. Oh, some bits in the middle. Yeah, some fake games, which was Sonic great. Sonic Fox was the highlight. Yeah, there's a whole that was that was the whole thing about like Linda saying about gamers aren't excited about games anymore, they're just excited about the hype. So they decided to start putting up reveals for games that they had that didn't exist and had they had no intention of making exist and they were just like stupid ludicrous games. Um I mean this like, happens yeah. all the time. So this 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 joke I was like, Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, like, I I was one of those people screaming internally when i saw the metroid prime 4 logo when that game didn't exist so i get it yeah yeah um just tag me next time such things as um such things as uh (laughs) getting down with bennett foddy which was a a a sensual rhythm game with music by bennett foddy uh that was introduced by bennett foddy himself um i will get around to playing getting over it with bennett foddy one day i've always been curious about that game because i've heard it's a really I, I feel like in my mind, I would put it in the same category as like Celeste, where it's like, it's a fucking hard game, but like, it's, that's not what it's about. It's about overcoming. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Because you're being narrated by Bennett Foddy sure. through the whole thing. and I, just, yeah. I would find Bennett Foddy more frustrating, I think. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think it is, it, it's more of a like bullshit physics game, more so than a pixel perfect platformer. Um. And there was another one in the middle as well. Who was the one in the middle? There was a, a studio that was starting up. That's right, Bean yeah. Team. Bean's team. Yeah, uh, I forget um, who they... Uh, I followed them both on Twitter because they both tweeted out. I was like, cool, I'll follow both of you. Yeah, I should do the same because they seem like really cool people. Yeah, and I'm like, well, if, if Devolve is interested in you, then that means I probably will be in somewhat... Some way, shape, or form interested in so, you as well. I'm going so. I'm gonna, you know, to quickly go to my Twitter account because I can, I can do mm-hmm. this do it i'll bring up the the other one was like you said sonic fox showed up as well yeah um with super super sonic like super fairy suit fighter or something like that four 
uh, Fer- Sonic uh, Fox's Furry Fighters Four. Furry Fighters Four, yeah. So um, <laughs> the Bean Team was um, Gabriella Salvatore and Dean Evans. Yes. Um, yeah, they seem like pretty cool people. Yeah. And that, that, that was the other cool thing about it as well is they were like, we're hiring. You can go to this. We're, we're going to have a link on our Twitter account. Go and hit that link up if you want to work for us. Um, so yeah, if you're looking to you know break into the indie games industry and you're listening to this. Go check out Bean Team. I I'm think, probably I think they're in Canada or like in that region. <laughs> so it, look, indie game studios predominantly work from home anyway. True. So Good it's point. most of those indie games. That's why indie games have been thriving a little bit more is because those teams usually work from remote locations anyway. So um, not always, but you know, but yeah. For, for the most, it's a it's a, a a sentiment I keep seeing more and more. It's like, yeah, this person lives over here and this person lives here, and I was like, oh, that, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, then we got uh, an announcement after we had uh, <laughs> their next big guest, which was uh, my uncle from Nintendo. Like, literally just this old guy who was my uncle from Nintendo. Classic, um, classic joke. Classic joke, yeah. It was good to see it, like, realized as with, at, like as an actual person um, who, yeah, then dropped a whole bunch of information about um, <laughs> the shady underside of some of uh, Nintendo's characters and, and franchises uh, all of it was like was pretty much not surprising especially the stuff about tom nuke known criminal uh, so well well look you know hey i say man gotta make that green Your uncle from make Nintendo those let us know so it's true <sighs> look that's it you know are you excited for that pa- pikmin battle royale honestly in 2023 like, no joke when nintendo makes that game they mm-hmm. bred a credit devolver because as soon as that was said i'm like that 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 would uh, that's what Pikmin needs to do next. It just is. <laughs> Imagine if it was an incredible bait and switch, and like Devolver had a team working on it. I'd be there. And I'd be here. I'd be in. Like I, I and, and and you know what's the... funny? You know what's funny? Mm. There was a part of me that initially when it was like, oh man, they got Shu, they got Phil. Oh, who are they gonna get from Nintendo? Uh huh. I'm actually really happy it was the uncle because I think yeah. that was way better than the possibility of getting like a Nintendo like suit or Doug Bowser or someone like. Exactly. The yeah. joke is funnier with it being my uncle from Nintendo. Yeah, it was it, it was perfect, and because they hyped it up as yeah. well, and because it was because it was the third one, and you yeah, already right. had Shu and, and Phil, you were like, oh, it could be, it it could be Doug be? Bowser, it could be um, it could be Miyamoto. Who knows? But, yeah, like it could be anyone there. Nintendo. My well, uncle well played, from Nintendo. Well played. Um, but yeah, then he also had uh, gave them because they asked about a game that's coming out. Gave them, you know, did show stuff. game is coming out. Yeah, give him. The goods, uh, the goods, and he gave him a VHS tape with the goods, uh, and it was for a a, a new game called uh, Olia, which is O L I J A, um, which in the direct said was available now. It was confusing, mm, there's a but demo it's actually now. not. Yeah, I've got it downloaded on PC. I'm gonna yeah. check it's it a out. Demo I don't know on if it's Steam, on... not on Switch. Not on Switch, yeah, because I checked a couple of times. It's not on there. Um, but I'm gonna check it out because it looks really cool. Looks it's cool. got like a, um sword and sorcery kind of style pixel art style to it almost that kind of like lo-fi 8-bit uh pixel art yeah um side scroller yeah, with like this interesting sort of harpoon platforming it sort of operates sort of like a grappling hook that you mm. yeah you can close you can close the gap and then go straight to melee mm. uh, your character is on a quest to save a bunch of his like fellow crewmen from like a, a shipwreck or something go for a bunch of islands like there's and there's yeah the, the website's really w- you know what there's a thing at the end we're going to talk about but yeah we'll, we'll, which, we'll, we'll, we'll circle we'll back around we'll totally yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we'll circle back to earlier. Maybe when we talk about that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but like that one. Anyway, but yeah, like you're right. There's like all these other um that that harpu mechanic looks kind of fun as well. It's really satisfying. Uh, And then there's like I think there's in that thing they said that there's like four or five boss fights that each have their own sort of like storyline when you go to their area, and I'm like that's kind of neat. Um, Yeah, if it did come out that day, I was like, you know what. Depending on the price, I might pick this up. Cause I, mean, this I think a lot fun. of people were ready to do it, but yeah. Must yeah. have just been like a mix-up in the communication. Yeah, but maybe they is, were going it, to. No, it's no. meant to be coming through this year, so yeah, I guess keep an eye in the coming months for it. But uh, yeah, it looks good. Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, then we got uh, Serious Sam 4, more gameplay from that, um, with the, the headless bomb guy. I don't know what they're called. He had no a title because he had a, a title card, but yeah, he showed up and then exploded. Um. It's, it looks like a Serious Sam game. <laughs> it looks, from my knowledge of Serious Sam, it looks like lots of guns and shooting things that are running directly at you. Um, which I I think I played like one of them a long time ago for a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, it's just like arena shooters, basically, where one versus everything in the arena. Um, but then their big, their big closing number was... Um, you know, apart from sort of wrapping up storylines to do with their own lore and such, um, they also revealed Devolverland Expo, um, which they describe as a first-person marketing simulator. Uh, This is something that you can go and download right now on Steam for free and play. It is a playable convention. Um, The whole idea of it is that, 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 that Devolver were planning to have a Devolverland Expo, and then it got cancelled due to the state of affairs in the world at the moment. Um, and so it's sort of this derelict convention building that was set up for a Devolver like Expo. Uh, and you can walk through booths for like I think six or seven games. Um, yeah, it was all the games that were in the dire- in the Devolver Direct and Blightbound, and uh, a new game called Disc Room, which wasn't in the thing at all. Yes. Yeah, and there was, I think it was those were the two extra ones, and then there was pickups you could get for two unannounced of all the games. Yeah, so I missed the disc. I'm realizing now I missed the disc room. Oh, you did room. I actually didn't go, which I think that's where I missed one of the collectibles. It was but... sort of. I'll try to describe it to you. It's it was like it's sort of like a I remember down. seeing it. Yeah, visually, but... it sort of reminded me a bit of Binding of Isaac, but instead of like monsters, it was just rooms full of spitting blades, and they would kill you. Yep, cool. Um, but yeah, it looked cool, and I was like, "Oh, this wasn't in the thing at all." All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so that that's sort of like the main crux of uh, like not the main crux, but like one of the 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 big takeaways from this Devolver Direct was the idea to do this. A lot of companies, especially at the moment, but like over the past couple of years, have been trying to sort of bridge that gap between like big scale conventions and the people at home who are watching that sort of stuff as well. Um, you see people like Nintendo and I think Sony and Xbox having like stuff in Best Buy in America, like like demo stations set up and stuff like that. Um, this seems like a cool idea, especially for indie games, um, giving you this sort of space to walk around in, but also gamifying it because there there is a quote unquote game. It's the the this whole thing is made by Flying Wild Hog Studios, who were from Shadow Warrior, making the Shadow Warrior games. Um, and yeah, so you can, you can run around this convention center. There's like, 
uh, sentry bots that you've got to stop because there's a weapon that you get early at the start of the the, the game. There's a t-shirt cannon um, that you fire at these uh, like sentry bots, and it sort of shuts them down for a few minutes, or for a couple of minutes, did and you, then you can you get fired. Did you shoot fire. it at the mannequins? Yes, and put t-shirts on them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah, I figured that was a, a thing, and I was like, all right, cool, let's 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 give it a go. Um, I spent longer than I am more than proud to admit looking at the merch in the merch store because <laughs> I'm like, I genuinely like Devolver's like designs for their shirts as well. It's, apart from the fact I like Devolver as a company, I, that's why I buy their shirts at PAX every year because I really like them. Um, they got cool designs, especially the the first one they had when they came out, which was like a Melbourne tram. It was like a like a like one of the classic green and gold Melbourne trams. So it was like a specific Devolver Digital Melbourne PAX shirt. And I was like, I love that shirt to death. Um, but yeah, so it, this, I, what did you think about, because we've both had a chance to check it out. Yeah. What look, did you think I, about Devolver Land Expo? I thought this was a fun idea. And it's uh, honestly, they've also put themselves in a position now where they can just update this in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. If, if they choose to go that direction. But yeah, I think it's definitely, as well, it just makes sense as sort of like the next step for how they promote their stuff in just weird ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, yep. I don't know. I was, I was, I really liked the idea. Unfortunately, I did have it spoiled <laughs> because I woke up and I was like, oh, let's check Steam. And it was like, Devolver Land. I'm like, what the hell is this? Oh, neat. Yeah. Probably should watch that Devolver Direct. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thing, just trying to navigate to YouTube to find the Direct to watch. Also, I had like two Devolver notifications Land. in my in my Twitch feed. It was like Easy Allies is playing Devolver Land. Kyle Bossman is playing Devolver Land. I'm like, all right, wow. Oh, I think Kyle <laughs> played as well. Uh, he had a he had a stream title for. It. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, he was going to okay. fire it up. That I'd be I'd be curious to hear his thoughts on it as well because I know Huber played it for the Allies, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He he honestly yeah. he was queuing it up in the direct. Um, yeah, because <laughs> I watched their reactions afterwards. But because he was going to play it immediately, immediately, but he had to go and shoot the Ubisoft stuff with Jones. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was a cool yeah, idea. it's really neat. It's it's also again because it is it's it's a game that you can play. There is a boss fight at the end as well. Um, it's less than an hour long, so it's just a fun little thing you can jump into. And it's free. Like, I, they sort of started doing stuff like this. The first one they did was last year when they did the, um, which I've never, I still haven't checked out yet, which is the um, uh, Devolver bootleg bundle where mm. they did like the bootleg versions of some of their games. Yeah. So it was like, I can't remember, like, some of the ones off the top of my head, I can't remember, but like they were all just like bad puns and redesigned versions of of their existing games. Because like, I know there was, an, there was an Enter the Gungeon one, I'm pretty sure, in there. Um and yeah, so they, they sort of did that last year. That that was, I think it's only like five or six bucks, but that was a thing you could buy. Uh, but this is, yeah, completely free. You could go and get, and yeah, it was a nice cap off on the end for you to just be like, cool, I'll go check out these games. And then being able to walk around some of those booths, I was like, this is really cool. Like It sure um, preemptively made me sad that I won't be at PAX this year. <laughs> yeah, well, that's very true. Um, oh, man. But then also- Convention centers. Also, walking into the Serious Sam 4 booth, I was just like, this would not be at PAX ever. Because, oh, no. like, uh, yeah, it, it was impressive. Absolutely um, not rep- representative of a PAX booth. E3, I, I would see, but, like... <laughs> yeah. I would love to have a booth that was like the Fall Guys one. That was just all, like, inflatable cushions and, and bright colours and a trampoline. I can see the lawsuits from here. Oh, absolutely. 100%. It's just... Oh, it's a death trap. Um. 
but yeah, it's really really cool. I I was very yeah. impressed. If you've got a PC that can run it, I would say yep. check it out. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah. Anything else about Devolver you wanted to to round out the conversation with? Uh, I really. Oh, that was the other game as well. Because that was the other thing that I was like, why wasn't this in the developer direct? Weird West. Weird West yes. looks really oh, good. Yes. And I'm, it does look really I'm good. so good. I'm like, why wasn't this in the thing? Oh, which, uh, yeah, Weird West, fine. which is Raphael, who's ex-Arcane, who's now split off to make his yeah. own company, Wolfire Studios. Yeah. Um, ex-Arcane little... and ex-someone else. They're yeah. Like, they're like um, big, like... Uh, Sit like um immersive sim devs and yeah this game is definitely... I want to say I want to say it was Ubisoft maybe no, no I wouldn't commit to that either way yeah, let's, I not, wouldn't let's, either. Not, let's not let's not make ourselves wrong but yeah Weird yep. West is a game that I'm really looking forward to so I was glad mm-hmm. that was in Devolver Land for me to watch uh the dev it's like a three minute dev commentated video absolutely it's mm-hmm. on their YouTube channel as well so it's worth checking out yeah because the whole idea again probably about Devolver Land Expo is that each booth had like a, a trailer or a video that you had to sit like had to watch to sort of progress to the next part. Um but they were all just trailers. Like it was really cool. That meant that carrion booth was like fucking atmospheric. Like that was really were cool. Were you scared, Joel? A little bit. I thought that thing was I thought the carrion was gonna attack me. Like killed one of the bots and I was like, fuck. Um but yeah, Weed West yeah had that that sort of um, developer commentated um, trailer sort of showing the game. I, I'm even more sold on that game now after that. Yeah, it looks like, really good. I'm if they can deliver for it. Yeah, if they can deliver on those on, on what they're sort of promising with that game, that's going to be one to watch. I think. Um, and yeah, the whole idea of like Weed West Weed West fiction is pretty neat as well. Oh like, yeah, sure. Like paranormal Wild West. I'm like, yeah, this sounds definitely up my alley. Well, uh, with Devolver in the dust now, it's time for us to move on to our second presentation of the weekend, which is Ubisoft Forward. Um, overall impressions of Ubisoft Forward, Karen? Uh, so first thing I want to say is obviously there was a massive cleaning of house at Ubisoft over the, mm. the last couple of days with all the sexual assault and harassment allegations coming to light. And yeah, just uh-huh. a, a bunch of big names were just, were um, fired essentially. And they put out a statement saying it wasn't going to be mentioned in the Ubisoft forward because it was already shot, which mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, you could probably put together a quick thing and chuck it at the start, but um, fair enough. But the, the other thing that sort of got me about it was they didn't even like include the hashtag. So like yeah, yeah I don't know. The, the the post that they put up, they could have just made that a title card and yeah, put it at the like start that. of the presentation. Like yeah. that 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 would have been more than what they actually did. Yeah, just felt a bit weird. Yeah. But um, apart from that, yeah. like yeah, uh, it was sort of exactly what I expected in a weird way. Right? Yeah, like we had our was... we had Watchdogs, we had Assassin's Creed, we had Far Cry, a couple of mobile games. The the, the insult of seeing mobile game Sam Fisher. Uh, some gameplay footage, and then after the show, they had like extended demos. Mm. So yeah, uh, and then also after the show as well is when a lot of the um people, uh, like the press impressions went live as well. So like, yeah, YouTube, I think I think once well, the trail, like the segments that. ended, they went up because I'm pretty sure that as soon as the Assassin's Creed Valhalla one popped, 
like I got I got my Patreon notification that Easy Allies impressions were up. So I think it must have been timed to that or whatever. But mm. um, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, I I I hundred percent agree with you. It was it was exactly what we expected. I was still kind of hoping for to be surprised by something. But I think the thing that we would have been surprised by had been <laughs> well and truly leaked over the weekend. So it's... I. Yeah. Ubisoft is just too... They just really want to market, right? Like if... Yeah. If, my God, if they, if they didn't need to have that pre-order page ready to push live for Far Cry 6, it wouldn't have been there. And then no. we wouldn't have seen it. But it was mm-hmm. ready to go. Synopsis, cover shot, release date just bam <laughs> confirming like who was playing the villain yep so to speak um which i, I mean look we'll start with uh, uh, we'll go we'll start with far cry 6 because it's i mean it's, been it's an the start of, right <laughs> exactly so yeah far cry 6 got an announced quote-unquote today and uh, well, well yeah that's true officially like, announced i would say yeah because after the leaks they basically their hand was forced and they put out that short video the other day Mm. see you guys Which, you so forward <laughs> I, I i did like that it was like yeah it's like colors would not be impressed <laughs> see you well, here's forward. my tip for you maybe you don't be so desperate to get those pre-order pages live i don't know yeah maybe maybe no, let's sit gonna... let's just let it sit <laughs> that's not gonna happen anytime soon no Ubisoft because like as soon as this was much. over we had our big ridiculous expensive ubisoft special edition with like no a fake flamethrower flame i'm just like what what okay ubisoft Ubisoft if I was 22 years old again and I had just moved into my own place, I would consider it. Like, it's what, I that, would that's be the right situation. there next to you, judging you. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Hey, you bought night vision goggles. Yeah, and they're uh, rad, because they're night yeah, vision they are, goggles. They and they cool. still work. <laughs> they are pretty cool. Um, and If that was a real flamethrower, then we could talk. But that's getting a bit too close to Elon Musk territory uh, for me. I was going to say, how long, when that when that collector's edition comes out, how long before we see the YouTube videos and the Kotaku article that's like, someone's modded this flamethrower into a real flamethrower? How long? Two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah, I, I two reckon weeks. two weeks is... Yeah, two weeks. Maybe even one week. Like, honestly, there'd be people planning it now just being like, I'm going to be the first person to do that. There's going to be at least, like... I'm going to say there's at least six people that are like already <laughs> I, got like drawing up plans for that right now. I like that you're ready to go right down to the number of people that are looking at it. I just, yeah, I, I reckon there's, cool because like, you know, that's, that's a reasonable number like of people that would be interested in doing that kind of thing and they'll so, have the know how to do it. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a prequel to Far Cry 3? I haven't looked into the whole details about this because there's a whole thing about like it being connected to Vars, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, because he, so. he calls the kid Diego, but people were like, could it be Vars? He's in like the red sort of shirt that Vars has. And I mean, Far has Cry, the... they've, they've sort of been swinging and missing a lot. And Far Cry 3 was their last successful one, really. Like, not successful because they always sell well. But I think it was the last one that people really latched onto. It was the last one I liked. It was the first so, one I played and it was yeah. the only one that I really enjoyed. Me uh, too. What a surprise. What a and it sucks <laughs> Every time a new one gets announced, I'm like, maybe this will be the one to get me back, and it never is. But maybe, maybe um, six will be like Far Cry three, Far Cry six, three times. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Just the, the Illuminati. Math, um, the math, man. Half Life, Half Life three confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, uh, yeah, I did see that sort of pop up, uh, but I saw a lot of people in the comments of that those sort of um, uh, articles and things 
that were saying like, well, in Far Cry 3, they do say that Varsity's sister, like he mentions quite frequently the fact that they grew up on the Rook Island. So um, I don't know whether or not he's just full of shit or whether or not there is a, a series of events that maybe the end of this game leads into that, of them escaping from wherever this is. I don't really know the setting. I haven't actually looked into like where the setting is uh, confirmed to was be. It, was, it, was it Mexico? Is it in Mexico? Mm, or is it... I would make sense. Um, because, yeah, uh, we got like the, uh, we got like a, a cinematic trailer and also the, like the credit sequence from the game, what seems to be, uh, which was like a very true detective, true bloody kind of HBO style show uh, introduction, also very similar to like Last of Us. So um, it's set in the fiction on the fictional island of Yara, which seems like, according to some of these articles I'm seeing, is heavily based on Cuba. Right. Yep. Okay, that would check out. Um, and yeah, well, I mean, the other big thing of it uh, about Far Cry Six as well is that the the villain of the game, Carlos, is being played by Giancarlo Esposito, who you might know as Gus Frink from Breaking Bad. Or um, I can't remember his name in the Mandalorian, but he is in the Mandalorian. He's in the Mandalorian. He's he's like the 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 um the Imperial commander. Yeah, that's towards the end, carrying the yeah. the crazy lightsaber that everyone's very excited about. Watch Rebels, um, Joel. I don't know if it's Rebels. It might be Rebels. I could be wrong. Please don't come I, for me. <laughs> it's Rebels or Clone Wars. It's one of those two. I think it's that it popped up in or Maybe? Resistance. I don't or know. Both. It could be both. Yeah, I don't know. There's it's, a lot of Star Wars, yeah. dude, and I have not had time to watch it all. So. No. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I really like him. I think he's great because Gus Frink was one of the best villains in I, Breaking Bad, I apart from Walter White himself. As much as I did enjoy Breaking Bad for the most part, I do, like, the Gus stuff is, like, the best. Oh, absolutely. It is the best, his, in my opinion, the best part of Breaking Bad. His demise and how that comes about is fucking amazing. It's pretty, Still it's, one it's of, a bit goofy, but yeah. It's, I mean, the actual execution of it is goofy, but like the build up to it and seeing it play out. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, yeah. But But I mean, if if you've seen Breaking Bad, you know what we're talking about. And it's true. This is true. It's the build up of that was brilliant. And he's just, he's so menacing in such a calm way. And again, that's why it's exciting. And that's why I do want this game to be good because mm -hmm. I I don't know if the dialogue he had in the trailer was very good, but hey, Mm. it's a trailer, so I'm not going to hold that against him. But yeah, if they can fully take advantage of his performance, then yeah, that could be a good sign. Because again, that's something that the games have also liked since 3, right? Yes. Vars was, and honestly, even 3 was just like, cool, well, Vars is dealt with now. Here's this other person. I'm like, well, they're nowhere near as interesting or yeah, in- intimidating as Vars. So that, yeah. That opening sequence of Far Cry 3, like, yes, is just <laughs> terrifying, um, which... Side note, I don't know if it still is, but at the moment, I'm the PSN Far Cry Three Classic Edition is five bucks, and I am like, my fingers hovering over the button just to have it in my collection because I'm like, I could play through Far Cry Three again. I could definitely do that. That that game is a lot of fun. I played a lot of that. Um, got the platinum in it. I was gonna say maybe go for the platinum because there's no Even, multiplayer in it. So oh, really? They good because that multiplayer I'm sure was so annoying to get the trophies for. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure it's just single player, which means I probably would have got the platinum <laughs> back when I played it originally, because I'm pretty sure I did most of the things in that single player campaign. Um, but yeah, I look, I, I say this with every Far Cry game since three. I'm excited for it. 
whether or not I end up playing it or it being any good is another thing. But, um, yeah. It's hard to say. It's coming out in February. We don't know what things are going to be like around that point. Well, that's it. And also, there could like, be a bunch of amazing games in February. I mean, like, we, we got, like, a cool title sequence and a really cool cinematic trailer, but we also got that amazing, like, like teaser marketing campaign for Far Cry 5 that was really good and was like looking like it was setting itself up to be like, we're going to, we're going to say some shit with this. And then it just sort of didn't. It just, <laughs> like, yeah, it didn't stick the landing. It didn't stick the landing. So I'm hoping maybe that they're like, this is going to be a natural progression of that. And they've learned from that. And maybe they've sort of refined it a little bit. Who knows? But I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's cool though. Like Giancarlo Esposito seems really excited that he's involved in it. Like, cause he was tweeting out about it, not just like, Hey, this is a game I'm in. He was like, "Hey, I'm finally able to talk about this. This is a game I'm in. It's gonna be well, really that's cool." That's the thing, right? That's where this all started. He he tweeted out that he was involved in a video game, but he wasn't able to name yet. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, moving down the line. Uh, something that I know you're very excited for, Karen. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We got to see this game in action finally, wow. and not. Officially hey, from Ubisoft, it was it was still more than we saw from the gameplay reveal at the Xbox oh, event. I mean, sure, if you didn't watch for thirty minutes at least last week. Oh, okay, yeah. Look, <laughs> look, which was basically like the gameplay stuff they showed, all the cuts. I'm like, oh yeah, that was about thirty minute video that came out a week early. <laughs> Sorry, Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, regardless, we didn't record an episode last week when that no, we didn't. video had come out. So, like, what are your thoughts on Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Now you've seen it in action. Um, well, so yeah, lots of Odyssey and Origins mm-hmm. in that DNA. I, I wish it looked better, I guess. Like, so here's the thing. I'm really excited to play this game. I can't wait to be a Viking. Uh, even if I'm like, I'm not sure how they're going to really go about representing the Vikings since, you know, not that they were all entirely bad people, but I mean, Vikings had a reputation. So yeah. Well, well they they seem to have done their research. From all the interviews with them, they're like, look, we've we'll looked into it and the history around and like talked talk to historians and things like that. And that, you know, there was a, there was another side to it. There's another side to this coin. So Yeah, I mean, hey, very, yeah, we'll see. But um, as excited as I am to play it, looking at all the stuff they showed, it's, I mean, again, it's early work in progress game play they showed so this game doesn't come out for other two months or three months or so november so actually further but and uh, who knows what what build this was yeah but there was definitely some framey parts and mm-hmm. part like some of the, the animations on the faces and stuff i was just like oh this is a game that's coming out on next gen as well yeah yeah, I don't know. But again, I'm really excited for it. But personally, yeah, the performance sometimes I was sort of like, I wish this game looked better. I wish you sort of just pushed it to next year so it could just really capitalize on next gen. Like, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like, we look at, we finally got a release date for it as well. It's coming out November 17th, which is two days before Cyberpunk. And yeah, I know like, they're very different games and different audiences and stuff like that. But these are two of the biggest releases of the year. Like I, Ubisoft, Ubisoft is also it's a bit bold of them to send out Watch Dogs like two or three weeks before Assassin's Creed. Absolutely, like and, and two or three weeks before Cyberpunk, which is yeah. also like you know, I, I would share some sort of themes very, very, very mildly as well. But yeah, I was just like, oh man, end of the year just got stacked. Um, 
it's it's the, also the reason why I'm probably not going to play this game at release. And I've said that about the last two Assassin's Creed games. And then when I eventually get them, I either bounce out of them pretty hard or the copy that I bought from Target. The, the two copies I bought from Target, because I took one back, uh, didn't work on my PS4. The disc wouldn't work. So I was like, well, that's a sign. I'm not going to play Odyssey, am I? Yeah, um, like, I want to get it, but yeah, it's so close to Cyberpunk. We'll see how things are looking at that point in the year. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, combat looks cool. I like it. You can dual, you can dual wield any item, including shields. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's well, a, that takes me right back to Dark Souls 2 and just like power stancing two great shields like a badass. <laughs> well, um, it's interesting. I've seen some, some of the interviews with the developers, like, since this uh the presentation finished um how that like, i think there was a quote from them that said they wanted to be like the witcher 3 but with like more like like deeper combat and a little bit more climbing and i'm like i mean okay. witcher yeah. 3 didn't i mean i it honestly the depth of the combat in witcher 3 will vary on who you talk to but yeah i mean okay. Ger- Geralt couldn't climb much that's true that's true uh i guess they got him <laughs> <laughs> bang burn sniped them there was um, something else i was trying to think of from it that I, it's just gone now yeah gone. uh well the other thing i saw about the other article i saw that pop up was that there's going to be little to no side quests in this um okay there there yeah so this i just saw this before before we started recording um for a jump on the call um the longs the, the short version of it is that like because it's all about them, uh, like the the Vikings getting to England and trying to find a new land to set up home. Basically, um, each area is going to have its own sort of storyline that you go through. So it's going to have its like. There's no real. It wouldn't make sense to have side quests for some random person in a village because you're sort of trying to colonize almost. I mean, it I makes don't know. sense. Yeah, it does, and I'm like that actually interests me a lot more. Whereas it's just like they're going to have like a more focused narrative. Uh, instead of and it's all about like exploring so you know because you don't know this is a, a new land for your character so so avor which makes me just a side note here the character's name's avor it's pronounced avor but it's e-i-v-o-r um my now retired uh D character was called avor a-v-o-r which makes me very very happy um so when i hear people talking about avor i'm just like oh um but yeah so it's it's all about the, them going and sort of like trying to find their way through different areas and, and, and like find a place to set up camp basically. I was so, going to say on, on the topic of Ivor, uh, the cool thing that I, this is also related to an article I've got, I tweeted out that was, I retweeted earlier today where you'll be able to um, swap your gender on the fly. Yes. Which is going to really play cool. into the larger mystery of who Ivor actually is. Yeah, so that's a cool idea because I I know that there's that's a thing with some with some Viking warriors where it's just like they know the name but they're like we don't know who they really were, so right. it could be it could be interesting. Um, and I I know that like you, you're not like nobody not a lot of people really care about the the modern day stuff, but like that could play into that somehow. I'm just saying. I'm look, sure. I'm just I, I know and look. <laughs> I know there's a lot of Assassin's Creed fans who do like modern day stuff, and I'm it not seems better in these games. It is better. Uh, the stuff that man, it's been a while since I played Odyssey, but I feel like the moments where they were like, "Oh man, time to get out of the item," you could be like, 
yeah, I'm getting back in the Animus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, don't and you want our story? Not, not terribly, no. When I when I was originally going to play Odyssey, which is when I bought that copy from Target that didn't work, um, I looked up like the modern day stuff from Origins, and it's a pretty straightforward storyline. It's just yeah. like they went to find this thing, they went to find this, they found it. It leads into this stuff here with Odyssey. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like that's all it needs to be. Like that having that little carrot of just like. Oh, this, like that justification as to why you're playing. I will be interested to see if maybe, again, this is super speculative and there's no reason to even point to it being the case, but I wonder if it'll sort of wrap up as sort of like another little trilogy. I guess we'll see. I think they mentioned that that was the plan. I think I read somewhere that that was the plan, that this is sort of the end of this arc. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I struggle. Like, I struggle to keep with animes, and here's Assassin's Creed going, and this is the end of this arc. I'm like, arc. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, it's fine. I, look, I'm, I'm. I think of the three of this arc, this is the one that I actually will actively make an effort to play. It's because I think of the it's the Vikings. one that Yeah, I was gonna say it interests me the most. Like, like, uh, uh like Odyssey interest me a little bit because i was like okay i have a vague knowledge of that sort of stuff mainly from being friends with you and a couple of other of our friends um just like via osmosis of like absorbing that uh, yeah. information a few of us have done our time with a bit of uh, greek mythology so yeah so i i was like okay i i like i get i'm a little bit more intrigued to get into this but uh, i think this is the one that sort of hits the nail on the head where i'm like i will get to it not at launch though um, it's which... honestly like again i for me it'll largely depend if i don't have a ps5 i'll probably wait till i get a ps5 to play it because i just again i don't really want to see how it's gonna run mm-hmm. on an old console that that thought is already creeping into the back of my mind just like all oh, these games coming out so close to new for new consoles i'm sure they'll run fine on ps4 but how well that's yeah that's another discussion that's that's a thing i want to play it as soon as i can Mm-hmm. but probably not until i have a ps5 yeah i mean of, of the two games that are coming out that week like my heart oh yeah. is, my mind's made up it was made up like years ago. Like, even if cyberpunk runs like absolute garbage on the ps4 i kind of don't want to well <laughs> yeah that's it i'm just like oh, i'll suck it up i, I really just want to play that game whereas it's just... i'm like i'll wait i'll have yeah. to wait but cyberpunk i'm like no i need to yeah. play it i need to see it i need to this get like... in this game it's just a little framey. It's still good. It's still it's so good. <laughs> That's going to be me. Um, but yeah. Uh, any other thoughts about uh, Valhalla? Uh, again, not st- really. There's you? plenty of impressions out there to watch. The main takeaways for me was, yeah, obviously I'm super in on the setting. Uh, even if Vikings are kind of a trend at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. They're the trendy, the new... trendy thing to latch on to. Well, hey, uh, look, after Ghost, we could be going into the Age of Samurais again, like... Who knows? This could kick off some things. Cool. I mean, hey, we already had Sekiro, so... <laughs> exactly. So there was Sekiro. So I Sekiro think what you mean, we... after Sekiro, we might be going back into Samurai. Oh, well, that's it. But then now we've got, like, traditional feudal Japan Samurai, so... <laughs> nah, let's get, let's get wild. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> combat... If, I don't know. If combat looks okay. The thing I'm most excited about is, yeah, just how free they're letting you be with the dual wielding and just letting you, like, mix and match seemingly whatever you want. And I think they mentioned there would be less equipment as well as gear which is good because good. that's a big thing in in i mean a lot of games really but especially in the recent assassin's creeds just like 
tripping over weapons i'm like i don't why do i i don't need 20 spears no but are like the damage difference is like one like it ranges from 10 to 25 I'm like what's the point of this it's like it's like they were trying to go for that like diablo loot system yeah, the, it's the, the like that's RPG not stuff. yeah it doesn't work for an assassin's no, creed game no, like no no, it, no 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 please like hearing that if i commit to that then i'm a happy man having equipment and loot and but like still making it special because that's what was cool about like I didn't I play a lot of Assassin's Creed, but like that—that's what made it cool. Is like when you got a new weapon, it's like, oh, cool! This is a new thing that's going to open up more opportunities for me. I am Whereas... actually kind of excited to see they're bringing back the the stealth and disguise sort of stuff as well. Yeah, that wasn't really in the last few, so um, that should be interesting. And, and it'd be interesting to find out how like the like Ava gets involved in the assassins, like the. I can't remember That's what they Assuming the assassins come up. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, yeah, because like, they have started in Origins, and then Odyssey was a prequel to that, wasn't it? That led into Origins, basically. I think, like, uh, yeah, I think timeline, so. like timeline wise, because it wasn't about finding like a relic. Up. I'm talking my ass here when it comes to. I have no idea, but when it comes to finding, Please like, continue. <laughs> When it comes to, like, the, the Templars and the Assassins finding, like, the relics and stuff like that, it was... Th- there's not really one in Odyssey. Like, it's just the Spear of Leonidas, but that was, that's a yeah. different oh, thing okay. altogether. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying now, yeah. You, yeah. Because there's no Hidden Blade in Odyssey at all. Yeah, exactly. So, but from the trailers of Valhalla, he's got one. Uh, I'm too lazy to Google it. Someone out there tweeted me the timelines. How close are we getting to Altair at this point? <laughs> yeah, well, that's actually a very good point, isn't it? Um, actually, th- that could be getting very close, couldn't it? And maybe Possibly. they maybe they're going to round out this whole Assassin's Creed series and start fresh and go. I wouldn't be. No, that's when to that. they start subtitling the Watch Dogs games as Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh god. Um, well, do you want to talk about Watch Dogs Legion next then? Yeah, I think it is time to move on to Watch Dogs Legion, which is a game that, I mean, for all intents and purposes, we should have had already. It was meant to come out several months ago, but mm-hmm. then got delayed for quali- for quality reasons, which yeah. I, to this day, like, I still fully respect any company that's willing to do that because Absolutely. put the game out in its best possible version. Like, even mm-hmm. if it means holding it back for a few months, uh, yeah, just want to really make sure it's the best it can be when it's out. Especially when it comes to games like this and Cyberpunk, like... Yeah. yeah, it's like take your time with it, get it right, and and get it as close to being your uh, close to your original vision as possible. Um, when it comes out, even if it is running the risk, it like it's cutting it fine for my fantasy league. But, um, uh, yeah. So Watch Dogs Legion, uh, they showed a well, they called it a short film, um, sort of with like a you know a narrator seeing his character run through the streets, evading. Showing sort of the history of like what's going on in this uh, version of London, and uh, yeah, I, like the, the the short film was really cool. I thought it was really neat. Um, and then they sort of went into a, a little bit more in depth as well, and also that was one of the other games that some people have had hands on with. So all the impressions for that went live as well. Yeah, I think. I think people got to play like what four hours or something of it. Mm, yeah, there's it was a wild. big chunk of it, and it was like a it was like an un like guided demo. It was like here's the world, go explore, do what you want. 
very similar to the cyberpunk one, I think, where it's like, you've got a time limit, do what you want. I thought the cyberpunk one was heavily watched. I think it was watched, but like you could explore and do what you want. Because I watched... Um, I'll take your word for it, Joel. Yeah, I watched... I'll take your word for it. What was it? Alana Pierce had a a, a, um, a podcast with her and uh, Brittany Bombacker and Blessing Adeo Jr. and someone else um, who played it. And they all had varying different... Not only, like, narratively because of the choices they made at the start in terms of, like, their character they, they picked, but... Um, in what they did. Like some people were like, Oh, I went and did this mission. Oh, did you get to do this part? Oh no, I didn't, but I heard about it. Like, yeah. So it seemed sort of similar to that. This one might've been a little bit even more hands off, but there was still someone watching them play. Um, cause there's a part in, in it where I was watching the kind of funny reaction, uh, like impressions of, uh, of Legion. And they were talking about how, um, if you jump off a tall building, you do the, uh, Leap of Faith, Assassin's Creed. I saw, yeah, Leap of Faith. I saw it on a video on Twitter for it. Yeah, and it makes like the eagle sound as well. It's like this is a nice little Easter egg there. But yeah, um, I'm telling you, man, Assassin's Creed Watchdogs. It's it's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Well, hey, look, you you might not be too far off the mark, but apparently, um, uh, Barrett Courtney from Kind of Funny was saying that like he did that, and uh, the the guy who was like overseeing his demo like sort of smiled and he went, "Never gets old seeing people react to that part because like." Barrett was like, that's awesome. Like, and like laughed and stuff. He's like, never gets old seeing people react to that. Um, and, uh, but yeah, like it's looking pretty good. I'm, I'm still, from what I've heard from people who've played it, um, it seems like the, you can recruit anyone thing works pretty well. Uh, and that was the thing I was a little most cautious about with, with Legion, um, where they're like, there's no main character. It's, it's, your team. Um, I'm still and... super, like I, 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 cause I have heard a few people say that they do think it does work, but I still have that very big concern that I, like, I just will miss having a central character to attach to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, mm, I, I, I'm interested to see how it all works and how it all plays out. I just, cause you know that like the final part of the game is you, is going to be you like, a mission where everyone's involved that you've got on your team and you're going to be switching between people and like sh- surely that's going to happen like that's going to be the big climax I'm set piece. I'm sure that Ubisoft has played Mass Effect 2. <laughs> yeah exactly like. And I'm um, sure that it will be nowhere near as impactful. Or even GTA 5 like you know switching between three characters when you're doing like heists and stuff like that. Um, But yeah I look this I'm pretty excited to play this game. I'm probably not going to pick it up at launch either because it's coming out again two weeks before cyberpunk and I don't want to commit to something like this when there's a CD project red game around the corner. Uh, so not you, only... you know, you know how you said that, um, you'll probably part, you'd mainly be passing on Valhalla because you always mean to get into these games mm-hmm. and you bounce off of them. So that's me with watchdogs. I right. bought the first one, didn't like it, bought the second Same. one, fell out of it. And this one looks interesting, but I think I'm happy to sort of wait for that first inevitable Ubisoft sale. That's fair. Um, the, the only reason I'm very excited about this, and I, I'm I'm 100% certain I've talked about it on the show before, but, like, again, a very similar. I played the first one and was severely disappointed and di- barely played it and was like, this sucks. And then, you know, Watch Dogs 2 got announced, and I'm like, oh, maybe they can bring it back around. And the more I heard about it, the more I saw it, and 
the more I saw it in action, um, I decided to, to jump on it. And I'm pretty sure I picked it up close to launch because we got it um, at you actually staying with us. You and you and your housemate Brennan were staying with us, I'm pretty sure. It was the weekend of our, one of our good friends' weddings, and we went to Big W before we went and got ready to go to the wedding. Because there was some sort of sale, that's right. Yeah, so and I got it for really cheap, and um, it was like two weeks after launch or something. And I remember just playing it and being like, this is a fucking good... And I completely turned around on that series. I was like, this is what I wanted from Watch Dogs. Um, I love the characters. I love the story. It was a lot of fun. I get why people have problems with... The narrative is like, well, Marcus doesn't seem like a person who would kill people. Why is he able to do that? Um, I mean, you don't have to do that, but I see, I get the whole idea of like, well, it shouldn't be an option. Um, but yeah, I, 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 for the most part, really enjoy that game. I thought the writing, it was really fun. The characters were so much fun to, to hang out with. Um, and yeah, so from that, hearing about what they're doing with Watch Dogs Legion, I was like, this is very ambitious and now hearing that it kind of works i'm very excited for it but then i saw that release date and i was like oh sorry watchdogs legion you're gonna be like a january game for me <laughs> i think you might be like a over new year's break game i think um yeah mm. uh so because yeah i i can't i to agree with you in a lot of ways because the idea of recruiting anyone is a cool concept mm-hmm. and if it works i can see it being a lot of fun and making for just a lot of really i'm sure ubisoft would love this just like individual experiences that it's going to get posted and shared on social media and yeah. pass around and that seems fun but yeah like i said i do have that concern about not having a central character to anchor to i get that they'll have like i mean i didn't attach to marcus too much into but I know a lot of people who did, mm-hmm. but I also do remember that the the crew you rolled with also had a pretty loud personality. So they'll probably, I assume your crew will be a lot more chatty in Legion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I can't remember like the exact comments that they said, but I think it was Greg Miller talking about how, oh no, it was Brennan Jones, I think talking about going from like recruiting someone in there. Cause the way it works is, is like, there's, you can recruit anyone off the streets and you'll have to do something for them to sort of, get them to join like your, your resistance or your, your dead sec basically. Um, and for the most part, it's just like a, you know, I've got a favor for you to do for me and you do it and they go, cool. I'm going to come and be a part yeah, of this resistance. Uh, but there are like VIP ones, which are like, have more stats and more like better perks and stuff. Um, and apparently from what I can tell, they seem to have more of an in-depth, like, like, uh, what's it called? Like a um, party quest for them. Like, look, I've played gatches. Those are like your your um, s your like super rare characters. Well, the 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 comparison that sticks out in my mind. You mentioned Mass Effect. It's like doing those, like your the, the squad missions where you like, like the the loyalty missions. That's the word I was looking for. Where it's like, I've got this favor that's specifically to do with me. I need you to help me with this, and then from that you get a bonus from that. Um, and in, in terms of Watch Dogs Legion, it seems like uh, I have this favor I need to ask of you. It's going to be pretty in-depth. We're going to do this thing. If we do it, I'm joining the cause. Yep. Um, which seems really cool. Um, it seems like it's got all the trappings of like Watch Dogs 2, being able to like hack cars and like make them move on their own and stuff, which is so much fun. 
Um, I'll never forget playing Watch Dogs 2 and causing a car to back into another car and then the driver of one car got out and started abusing the other the other driver of the other car and they got into a bit of a scuffle and then he like knocked them out and then someone was watching and then they called the cops. The cops rolled up and they arrested the guy that punched the other guy out. And I stood back and watched this whole thing play out over about five, 10 minutes. And it was incredible. Just from one thing that I did, I watched this whole little sequence play out. I'm like, that's brilliant. Um, so if there's more moments like that in Watch Dogs Legion, I really, like, it seems like there's going to be, but, um, and, uh, I still think the characters are going to work in a way of like, you've got like, there's like set archetypes, like there's like factions oh, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think we've seen, we've seen enough to sort of, yeah, you can sort of gauge if there are types of characters. Yep. They have, but then they're sort of like randomly rolled to have certain perks and like disadvantages um, and skins and I whatnot. I think I saw that you can, sw- you can toggle on permadeath for them as well. Yeah, you can. So you can go uh, full uh, Fire Emblem if you want to. You better believe I will be. <laughs> I thought you might. As soon as I saw it's... that article, I was like, this is a Kyron. This is I a Kyron it feature. It will just help the stakes as well, I think. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, I, I will tool I'm around with that. I'm curious to see how the game handles a lot of that stuff. Uh, um, we also did got a glimpse in the trailer of, the, of I guess, the, the bad guy. One, there's two. There, I mean, there's two technically because then yeah, there's yeah, there's the oh, what's her name? I can't remember, but she's like running a like a uh organ trafficking ring basically, uh, and she's like torturing people. Mary, and... Mary, was it Mary Kelly? That's that, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, London gang lord Mary Kelly. So yeah, Mary Kelly and Albion. Mary Kelly's yeah, gangland. Albion sort of runs this private military security group. It's sort of taking over London and I think that's a good place as any to go into my one of my first sort of concerns mm-hmm. uh I just this game is definitely doing something talking about like police states and and like non-stop surveillance tracking people blah 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 I just hope it doesn't fall into the the pitfalls of Far Cry 5 where it's mm-hmm. just like we all thought they were gonna say something but they didn't really I kind of hope they have something to say with this especially it was interesting to take the first they came poem or like the poetic poem from post-war yeah post-world war ii and like apply that to the to the short film um yeah i just that's i guess that's my main thing and i hope that they're gonna come out the other side of this game with a stance or like with something to say and not just sort of getting like look how fun and cool this is but ultimately leave us sort of feeling a bit like feeling a bit hollow Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because like there's potential here and I do like I think Watch Dogs 2 definitely did some stuff right in that area mm-hmm. so I do hope but um, I guess I'm just still a bit sour after Far Cry 5 yeah I, I agree completely I, I think it's yeah this is in my mind that is part of the reason the game got delayed is because they do want to go back and retool some of this stuff and, and sort of like like narratively like, like go back and try and sort of make it more relevant so that it is making a clear statement and yeah and 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 sort of committing to that instead of just being a little bit wishy-washy and it's just especially given what's been happening the last couple of months exactly so to like to, to this trip that short film also specifically focus on like police quelling protests it's just like all right mm-hmm. yeah um we'll see yeah uh, I, I really do hope so. 
Um, because this could be like this could be a turning point for Ubisoft as a company as well. In it terms looks of... really fun, and yeah, I want it to be good. Again, I said I said that I bounced off of Watch Dogs too, but I enjoyed it. It was just I didn't get into the story, but the gameplay was fine. Yeah, and I'm actually I would be hopeful that the idea of having all these individual personalities. Uh, and it, it would also help with that problem that people had with Watch Dogs 2. Like, oh, why is Marcus killing people? Yeah. And you, you'll be able to have characters in this game, but you're like, well, this person does kill people. This person doesn't. This, this person, old lady doesn't. <laughs> this person is a fucking CIA, MI6 agent. Like, yeah. they would kill people. They've like, done I it before. I kind of liked the trailer in the in the gameplay footage they showed you in the thing. The, um, the, they, a cop or an agent actually worked with the security. Yeah. That's yeah. a cool idea. I like yeah. having someone on the inside. I did hear like as well one slip up and they're gone. I did hear someone as well in one of the impressions videos I was watching that said that they recruited the construction worker, like a construction oh, worker, with the nail gun. Yeah. Well, not with the nail gun. It was just more so similar thing to the Albion agent, uh, the Albion worker. Oh, like they could walk to... into security uh, into like construction yards without like raising any Definitely... alarms some hitman vibes from that stuff so yes yeah. that was, i hope it's good i want it to be good but i just yeah. i do have just some concerns from previous ubisoft stuff like especially with the the content and the, the, the messaging they're going in with like i just i worry a little bit i think that's been sort of the general vibe of most of the things we've seen at this ubisoft with ubisoft yeah. in general i think is it's always just like this looks really cool let's see if they deliver on it though like let's see if they actually like stick the landing um well, because I guess that's the shame as well. And I get, I know they announced for doing a second one, but I think a big takeaway from this is just sort of like, okay, they had Watch Dogs, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed. Yep. Like, there's a three, at this spot, I guess Watch Dogs not really, but I'd say by the time you hit your third game, so we got three established franchises, and I kind of want to see something fresh from them. Would be mm-hmm. nice, but we'll see. We'll see. That might be, they might be saving the fresh stuff for next gen. We don't know. Well, Karen, they did have something fresh there. Which is a perfect segue into our final fresh bit. game t- uh, genre. Let's discuss. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it's it's a fresh game for Ubisoft in terms of genre. It's a saturated market, but um, yeah, they showed off a whole bunch more of uh, Hyperscape, which is their battle royale game that got announced. I think a week ago, week or two ago, because um, again, there are a lot of people who had played it, and impressions videos came out, and there was a trailer for it, all that sort of stuff. Um, and yep, it's a hundred people, you drop in, battle to the end. But there are a couple of little differences. Um, they also, with this, they announced uh, uh, an open beta starting like at, at the end of the conference. They were like, it's out, you can go play the beta. Uh, and I did play about 45 minutes of it today uh, while my son was taking a nap. I was like, this is my chance. Here I go. Um, so I jumped in uh, and played a little bit of Hyperscape. Um I mean, I'm really bad at it, but that's um, uh, that's to be expected from me. Um, for someone who loves video games so much, I'm not very good at them. But See, my fear is, first of all, I'm not great at shooters. Yeah. Second of all, I'm not great at shooters under stress, which a yeah. Battle Royale is like, hey, this is constant stress. I'm like, cool. Mm. Crush me, I guess. <laughs> it definitely had, it definitely got the blood pumping. Um, one thing before I get into like my impressions of what I played... Um, they the trailer one of the trailers they showed they did say it was a it, it did label it as a story trailer so there is a story to it I don't know there is a, a third I mean, menu blacked out in the like you can do squads 
solos and then locked. <laughs> That's sort of been the trend with a lot of these games lately, though. Yeah, so I don't know like, if this is going to be In particular, like... I think of Apex Legends, where it's just like, this is a battle royale, but it has a story that's sort of happening yeah. and, as uh, the game, as the seasons roll on. And then that's the natural progression from Fortnite, which was doing these like world-altering yeah, events and things sure. like that. So um, this could be sort of a... a, a it sort a, of went from, I guess, when it was Fortnite before Overwatch? I don't know. No, Overwatch was first. Was probably close. Uh, Fortnite, Fortnite was announced, but not Battle Royale. It was okay, still, cool. I mean, it was still the Save the World stuff. So I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. And then Overwatch came out, and then I think it was pretty close to it. Fortnite was like, "Hey, we're doing Battle Royale," and then, um, oh, because PUBG happened around like just after Overwatch as well, and then that's where Battle Royale started taking off. But, um, yeah. So I. I played a little bit of this game. So the, the basic premise is, is it's just like a battle royale. Like I said, I played solos. Um, and you drop into the map, you run around, uh, you find weapons, and you try and kill the other players to survive. A couple of different caveats, though. Um, in terms of loot, looting is very important in this one. I know it's important in a lot of battle royale games. Don't at me. Um, like I Because I, I have very little knowledge of these sort of things. But from what I can tell, looting things is how you get better stuff this seems like they've boiled it down into like a real sort of like refined for the lack of a better word refined uh system whereas there's like uh there's a couple of different pistols there's a shotgun there's a sniper rifle there's a minigun there's uh what else is there assault rifle there's your typical weapons that you would get in a first person shooter game um when you spawn in you find them on the map you can carry two at a time uh, if you find, if you've got a weapon that you really like and you find another version of that, you can pick that up as well and it will upgrade it. So it will like, uh, they call it fusing. So like you fuse it together and it makes it like a higher tier one. And then you find another one, it goes up another tier and then I think you can do it four times and it gets to max tier. Uh, and I think it alters things like, um, I think it alters damage dealt and like magazine size and all these different things. So basically like levels up your gun. Yeah. Um, there's also Makes these, sense. yeah, and it's pretty cool. Like, cause you'll find you'll after a few matches, I was already finding I was like, oh, I quite like using this, so I'm gonna, you know, try and focus in on using these weapons. Um, and for someone like me, where I'm not like I, I when I've played, like, cause I played a little bit of Warzone, and I was like, I'm like looking at stats, and I'm like, is that better? And then I'm dead. I get shot in the head, and I have to fight out of the gulag. Um, with this, it was like, I like this harpy pistol. It's really cool. It's like rapid fire. It's got a good spread on it. I'm going to use this. I've, oh, cool. I found another one. Bang. Chuck it in my gun. It's now a little bit better. Pretty straightforward. Um, the other thing is they've got these things called hacks, which are basically like abilities in something like Overwatch. So it kind of becomes a pseudo hero shooter, but you basically get to customize your loadout from what you find in the world. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so you'll find these things called hacks. They're different things like uh, a heal circle you can drop or uh, a wall, a giant wall you can pop up so you can sort of break away or invisibility or there's uh, one where you turn into a giant ball, like a metal ball that's sort of like armor and you can sort of bounce away if you're in the middle of a firefight that you don't think you can win. Um, or there's like a shockwave that you can just like a shockwave blast at the front or there's like a ground pound. Um, those work the same as the guns, so you can upgrade those as well. So if you find a if you find a duplicate of that, you can chuck that into the like 
fuse that together with your existing one and it makes it a little bit better. Um, and then you can swap these out on the fly as well. If you find something else like on, on the go, you can find something. You can find ones that are already half leveled up as well. And obviously if you kill an enemy and you pick up their stuff, you can grab it from them as well. Um, there's also a big focus on like fighting vertically as well as horizontally. Like there's the way the maps laid out, there's like, it's like a big city and yeah, there's like, it's, it's a metropolis environment. So. Yeah. So there's lots of buildings and stuff that you can like easily climb up, like maneuvering around is really good. It did have that sort of apex vibe to it where you could sprint and then hit crouch to slide. And then there's a double jump that you just have, like there's, you don't have to unlock it. It's like standard. You, you can double jump. Um, and being able to maneuver around the map was really, really fun. Um, and uh, the other difference is as well, if you get down to like, once you get down to like, I can't remember the exact number, but when you get down to like to the pointy end of the game, um, a few things different happen. Oh, throughout the game, instead of having a giant circle, certain regions of the map will basically like de-res because it's just like set in this virtual world sort of thing. Like think Ready Player One or something like that. Where the trailer, the, the story trailer they showed was like, oh, it's Ready Player One. Yeah, basically. Um, it's 100% Ready Player One. And that, that certain segments, like regions of the of the map will, or districts will, will de-res. Um, and if you're caught in there, you'll start taking damage. And then it's like being caught outside the ring. But instead of it being like a closing circle in on a certain area, it's like uh, there's, a, there's a, a region on like the northeast that will start closing down. Oh, there's one down close to the center. And it sort of starts to like shape the map a little bit uh so it's not like a just a, a a uniform circle it can be a little bit more jagged um if that makes sense i guess i get i get what you mean like yeah mm. like looking at the regions like yeah yeah not a circle and a bit more yeah i get what you mean mm. yeah it's really cool um in terms of dying if i i didn't i only played solo so once i was dead i was dead but if you're playing squads once you die you drop like like a, a ghost almost and I don't know how it works. I haven't played squads yet and I haven't really looked into it, but you can still hover around somehow, but then your teammates, oh, yeah, you can hover around and you've got to inhabit these like, like res points. So there's certain points on the map where it's like, I've got to get my ghost to this spot. And if I stay there, it'll make like a cube and my teammates can come over and res me and I'm back in the game. Um, so it's not all like, you know, especially in, in, in single uh, solos it is, but in, in squads, like, it's not like, oh, I'm out. Oh, I've got nothing to do now. I'm just going to help the rest of my teammates via watching, like being like an extra set of eyes for them, which is a neat feature. Um, the, the whole, the game mode's called crown rush. And the way that that works is once you get into the pointy end, a crown will spawn on the map. Uh, and if you're playing solos, if you grab it, if you're playing teams, if one of your teammates grab it, um, you've got the crown. If you hold on to that for 45 seconds and survive, you win the match. But if as soon as you pick that crown up, it makes you visible to everyone on the map. Everyone that's left can see where you are. So it becomes like a game of cat and mouse of trying to hide out or fight your way to survive, um, which I think is a really cool feature to sort of make it even more like elevate the tension even more so in a battle royale game um man stuff is tense enough when those games are uh, like wrapping up yeah like i got down to like i think my best was like 17th today um and on and one kill um it is very twitchy as well it's very arcadey uh, and it's very chaotic i was saying before about mentioning about like chaotic but not necessarily for the best 
Um, it is chaotic. I think the not for the best part is I think a lot of people who play a lot of battle royales may not like how overwatchy it feels. Um, but for me, I'm kind of into that because it levels the playing field a little bit. Um, so I can I can wild card out and survive as long as I did. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how this game turns out. I don't think it's going to be a, a a Warzone killer or a Fortnite killer by by any, or an Apex killer like, but I think it's going to be one that's probably just a little bit below them, and still like that will have a pretty strong fan base, and we'll just see if Ubisoft continues to support it, but. So that's the, that's the thing. It's all it's going to come down to support mm-hmm. when they announce like battle passes and the seasons and whatever sort of content rollout they have for it. Because uh, like it looks fun. I obviously haven't played it. Uh, I know it's open beta on PC, but I'm still tossing up if I want to put you play on my computer. So far, I'm liking not having it there. But that's uh, we'll see. That's fair. Um, but it looks it looks fun. I like the sound of it being more arcadey, more Overwatchy rather than because I remember when I tried we tried. I'm not sure if you tried with me, but I definitely tried playing some Apex when that first came yeah, out. Yeah, it was you, me, and, and Brod who was on our yeah. Final Fantasy. Oh, that was embarrassing. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, it made me not like the game. I was like, yeah, I was like I'm, cool. not, I'm just going go to go back to just going back to Overwatch now. See you guys. Yeah, I I I must admit I did have that pang of like I could play another round of this like with oh, by playing Hyperscape. So and that's something and you know if nothing else, it made me miss Overwatch a little bit. <laughs> um. But yeah, I feel like if I put in a bit more time with it, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be great squatting up with people. I think it's like squads of three at the moment. Um, but yeah, but you were saying about support, like alongside the beta today, they announced it's gonna have that there was there was a new weapon, a new hack, uh, and a new thirty tier battle pass that got added into uh, to the the early uh, early access as well. That's something. Yeah. So you know, and it was easy to find a match. Like I had no problems waiting for it to it was like maybe like two or three minutes between each match where i was playing i mean it's early days so this is when it's going to be like at max activity right now yeah but um yeah look it sounds like it's off to a good start uh we'll see is it coming to consoles at all or is it pc only i don't know i don't think they've announced but i don't think they've said console yet i would be surprised if it wasn't though yeah I mean, because this is still just open beta, so it's not out yet. So. Yeah, and they haven't talked about, like, if it's going to be a free-to-play game or if it's going to be a pay or whatever. I Surely would, it'll be free I would assume it's going to be free-to-play. The fact that they've got battle passes and, and things like that in there, I think it's going to be free-to-play, but yeah, who knows. Um, but I think, yeah, it, it's a game that still would work well on console. It has that feeling of, like, you could play it on anything like Fortnite or Warzone and it still feel like a good experience. Neat. Anyway, I think that's an episode. I, I'm sorry for the ramble on on no, Hyperscape. Right. At the end, it actually it actually helps that you played it because yeah. the story trailer didn't give you much, and I'd heard impressions, but again, I was just sort of like, oh, it sounds like just like a battle royale. But um, like it, it sounds like a fun one, if nothing else. And Look, of yeah. course, it was it was only a matter of time before Ubisoft wanted to get their finger in that pie. <laughs> oh, of course, and like yeah, like I said, it you're right. It is a battle royale. So if you're if you're vehemently against battle royales and you don't like them at all, it's probably not going to change your mind. I don't think. Um, I could, but there could be you know an outlying group that that gets uh, changed their their mind changed by this. But for me, <laughs> who's someone who's like I like the idea of battle royale. I've actually been playing another battle royale. There's a 
mobile game called Trivia Royale that's out at the moment. It's like the new thing. Uh, and it's basically Battle Royale for trivia. So it's like matches of like a thousand plus people and you answer five questions. You go up head to head against one person. You answer five questions. And if you win, you keep going. And then it just goes down like a Battle Royale. Um, and it's really good. Uh, I got to eighth today. And I was like, oh, so close. Um, but I was like, that's a Battle Royale I can get into. I like the concept of like, it's 100 people, one person wins. And, you know, if it's something to do with something that I feel like I'm pretty strong at, I'm pretty good at trivia. Um, yeah, I, I feel I can get into that. Or the Forza Horizon one, the, um, I can't remember what it's called, the Eliminator. That was interesting. The fact that they did a battle royale in a like an arcade racing game and it works. Um, I'm yet to have a battle royale appeal to me. That's it. I think but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, battle, I honestly don't know how it would, to be honest. <laughs> battle Royale seems like the new MOBA, but with like less of a barrier of entry, I think. I think it's easy to jump into something like Warzone and sort of like, I get it. Whereas to jump into Dota 2 and just be like, I don't get this <laughs> and have to read through it's like also, wikis and things. Even genre wise, like, I don't know. I think it's way easier to, to make a Battle Royale than a MOBA as well because Absolutely. the basic structure for a Battle Royale is easy to understand, easy to sell. Again, it just comes down to the support and how the game plays, really. Absolutely. But we'll see. We'll I, see. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was that was Ubisoft's conference. Um, yes. There are a couple other little things in there, but it's like Brawlhalla yeah, and Just Dance and Trials. Like, I don't think Just Dance was in there at all. It was in the pre-show. Oh, oh yeah. yeah it, was okay. it was nothing. They were like, hey, is this virtual retro event that we're doing? I was like, all right, cool. Like, great. They insulted us with uh, with mobile Sam Fisher in that mobile <laughs> Tom Clancy game. Yeah, uh, what was it called? Tom Clancy I don't, I don't Elite care Squadron, I think it's called. Yeah. I don't care. Elite Squad, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if that game's fun, I'll give it a go. But yeah, I'm not holding my breath for it. I have too many gatches on the go. <laughs> And I can't afford to go onto a Tom Clancy one because I don't care about 90% of their that's true. IP. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but I think that's an episode, Karen. I think so too. Excellent. Take us home. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate your support and you lending your ears to our voices, I guess. Uh as always, if you want to keep up with us, you can find us on various places on the social medias, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we are just Dialogue Options. As for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at X. where scrolling back, I mean, obviously I tweeted a bunch of, I was tweeting off Ubisoft. My last original tweet, oh God. Uh, oh God, the Metroid tweet hurts so much. Oh, that's actually an interesting thing going around, because you know how there's a, those those things that circulate on Twitter where it's like retweet with this picture and it was what's your favorite game from the year you turned 18 so this is a cool idea but also I aged so rapidly when I googled it and it was sad <laughs> yep yep because <laughs> my answer was Resident Evil 4 and I was just like oh Christ I think from from the glance that I did at the list of games um my like my favorite game it really stuck out was a game that I only played two years ago. Which you is may have had a bad year. Like is, I was, I had an, I had an okay year. It was it was Kingdom Hearts two. So I was like, 
hey man kingdom hearts 2 is good it's a good game that, that was back when the game the series was still exciting mm-hmm. and the story was confusing but it was sort of like funny confusing mm-hmm. not like it was infuriating confusing it was endearing and then they just went fucking whole hog and yeah anyway yeah um and before i forget of course uh wherever you listen to a podcast whether it's on spotify or podbean or google podcast or itunes Stitcher. any sort of review share thumbs up you can you can throw us is greatly appreciated but um apart from that i'll just let our wonderful theme song take us out and we'll catch you guys next time uh well you can catch me on twitter as well karen no no <laughs> no uh joel did, wait, hang on a second hang on have have you tweeted recently? I have tweeted a lot, actually. I've got my I'm phone. Proud of you. you can see I've got my phone <laughs> up here, and I've got ready to go. I was like, I'm all good. I've retweeted stuff. I tweeted how much I love. I'm like, dude, I, I, you ha- you have to you have to forgive me. I you never usually tweet. So. I've been doing my crunches, Kyron. Okay, Joel, where can they find you? You can find me at Jolly Mac, uh, where one of the last big things I've been tweeting about was it was my son's first birthday on Friday. Um, and I put up some cute photos of him when he was a little baby. And now when he's, uh, not so much of a little baby, um, he's been pretty sick lately. Uh, he's, that is not fun. It's not, he's teething really badly. And, and can you, like, part... I just trying to imagine the process of growing teeth yeah. just makes me sad. It's, it's a thing that you, you know, as a parent, you talk about where you're just like, oh, he's teething. But then you sort of think about what yeah, that it's means. Horrible. It's fucked up and like you go yeah dude i understand you must be in so much pain yeah, that um, would be the worst and because because he's teething that means his immune system's down a little bit which means he's got a cold as well so he's just full of snot uh and, and aren't we all yeah but another announcement i didn't tweet about because it just happened tonight he took his first steps tonight i saw the video joel yes. so i'm on top of it my son is i'm happy for him yeah he took he, he can take a few steps now which is pretty next step destruction and chaos oh he's already at that like but like but like quicker destruction and chaos yeah i bought him a little like car play set um for his birthday and he's already torn it apart and it makes me <laughs> sad because it's a really cool set and i was more excited about playing with it than he was he was more excited about destroying it but anyway um but yeah i've also been watching a show called taskmaster which look it up it's great um but yeah i've been tweeting heaps karen sorry to interrupt I'm, honestly your outro. no i'm pr- I'm proud of you, Joel. I'm happy that you're tweeting. Because I just always, I get to you and you're just sort of like, yeah, I haven't tweeted much. Ironically enough, it's the opposite where I was just like, I had to scroll back through some retweets and be like, oh, there I am. I tweeted there. It's, yeah. Although, briefly unrelated because I was going to tweet about it. I saw a um, a post from um, First for Figures. They're opening an Australian warehouse. Oh, no. Dangerous. Oh no, Karen. Oh, that's now, now mm. that like one thousand dollar Ridley statue with like slightly less murder on the shipping is just like on on a payment plan that they offer. It's just like it's within grasp. <laughs> it's bad, Joel. It's bad. I'm, I'm just happy that like you get to experience what it's like to to stumble to through an outro. Yeah. Oh, to outro. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. <laughs> Make the most of it, because uh, you you get to do it next week. Ah, damn. Let's see if I can, I'm, I'm going to see what I can do to throw a spanner in the works for you. But um, until then, now I actually will let our outro see us out, and we'll catch you guys next time. See ya.
Dialogue Options Podcast.